Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Back. Welcome back to America's Heroes Group Roundtable with Partner Chicago Regional Office Veter- of Veterans Benefits Administration. Today is Saturday, December 11th, 2021. December is AIDS Awareness and National Human Rights Month. Our host is Cliff Kelly. My name is Sean Claiborne, the co-host, Army National Guard veteran. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith, and our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions. And the day in history was the day that Germany declared war on the United States. Today on December 11th, 1941. Please join America's Heroes Group now on our global live streaming Facebook live radio talk show. Like and share so others will become connected and also get some information, some resources. You can also listen to America's Heroes Group on the iHeartRadio app. Just download the app, search for America's Heroes Group, and watch us live. You can also digital TV stream us on Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, and our partner, Zandra's TV Network. That's Zandra's with a D. Search for Zandra, then search for America's Heroes Group, and tune in and enjoy. So today we have some great panelists. We have William Streitberger. He's a U.S. Navy veteran and executive director of the Chicago Regional Office of Veterans Benefits Administration. And Adam Swantz, the Chicago Regional Office of Veterans Benefit Administration, and he's also the Veterans Service Center Manager. And we want to talk about the station performance office updates for the year and also any updates and changes to the VA and an end-of-year review. So welcome, gentlemen. All right, Sean, can you hear me? I can hear you fine. Good afternoon to you and to all of your listeners, and we want to welcome everyone this afternoon and wish everyone a wonderful holiday season. Before we get started, Sean, we know that the holiday seasons can be incredibly stressful, so we want to give a shout-out to our great representatives on our Veterans Crisis Line and let your listeners know if you are in a stressful situation this holiday season. There is help for you and our Veterans Crisis Line. You can dial 1-800-273-8255 and press 1 or text 838255 and get help from veterans just like yourself to help you navigate the stress of the holidays. We just wanted to give that shout out as we got started today because we know how the holidays can be, and we wanted your listeners to know that there are resources and dedicated professionals who are there to serve our great veterans in their time of need. So we wanted to start out with that, and we thank you for inviting us here today, and we're super excited to share information with you that will help your listeners. I really appreciate that, William. That was good good information, and also keep that handy, because I'll probably ask you for that again before we, before we sign out. So Absolutely. So what do we need to know, gentlemen, about uh, about the updates and how things went for the year? How was 2021? This is a year after the COVID debacle of 2020. So what is the new the new results and the new information we need to know about for 2021 and how we go out? Absolutely. So I'll probably let Adam talk about some of the numbers, but I want to start off by saying it's been a terrific year. And we had a second year of COVID, which was very trying and, of course, unusual in terms of how we deliver service to veterans, family members, survivors, and caregivers. But we are exceptionally proud 
that we never missed a beat, our doors never closed, and we continue to serve veterans all throughout the pandemic in a more virtual type setting. But everyone who had needs and requested information of us at the regional office were able to access our professionals in our public contact spaces, in our veteran readiness and employment spaces. We never, ever shut our doors. We just shifted to a safer and more virtual platform. And Adam's going to talk to you a lot about the great success we had. In fact, we had our best year ever in COVID in serving veterans all across the great state of Illinois and Northwest Indiana. So, Adam, what can you add to that? Yeah, thanks, Will. I appreciate it. Um, I think one of the really important things to highlight that Will just mentioned is we never stopped working um, throughout the last year and a half. We went home uh, as an agency. We essentially all, all left the office uh, in March of 2020, but we never missed a beat. We kept working the whole time. Um, but I want to hit first, I want to just highlight um, a little bit of information for folks that maybe still need to file a claim or have a claim filed that they want to get some information on and, and do a status check because um, we do have a lot of claims pending waiting up, waiting for decision and I can talk a little bit about that as well. But I want to give out two numbers um, real quick that if anybody's listening and they, they want to reach out to someone directly, um, we have two numbers and one is a local number, one is a number that we set up for the Chicago Regional Office um, so they can call us directly. If you're in the Chicagoland area, even if you're not, uh, you can give us a call and we'll we'll help you. You'll be able to connect with one of our folks and we'll either help you on the spot um, on that call or you can schedule an appointment to either walk in to the regional office if you're in Chicago or to connect with us virtually um, via, via uh, Microsoft Teams um, at a later time. So um, one number is 312 312- Nine eight zero four four seven zero three one two nine eight zero four four seven zero, and again, that'll dial directly into the Chicago Regional Office, and it will be answered. You won't get a, a voicemail. You won't have to click on a whole bunch of different buttons to get to somebody. It'll be answered. Uh, the second one is just our, na- our national eight hundred line. If you're not in Illinois, if you're not in Chicago, general benefits questions is eight hundred eight two seven one thousand. Eight hundred eight two seven one thousand. And then what? So what's the turnaround time now? Would you say for so when a person submits a claim, what's the turnaround time before they get either a decision or approval? Hopefully, that's a great question. Um, all depends on the complexity of the claim. Um, right now, on average, a veteran is waiting about one hundred and fifty days for a decision. Okay. Um, but there's a lot of different factors that play into that, and. Like Will mentioned, we continue processing claims throughout the duration of COVID. Unfortunately, the vast majority of these claims need exams, right? They either either private medical exams or BHA exams. And exams did shut down, right? Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of, we, for, for a long period of time, we were really scrounging for claims that we could complete because we need all the evidence in order to make an accurate determination of entitlement. So, um it, it's, it did sort of backlog in that awaiting, awaiting evidence, awaiting exam, and federal records were also difficult to get. So we had a lot of claims that we were just waiting on things, and we need these things in order to complete the claim. Um, so there, you may hear the word backlog. You may hear veterans are waiting longer than we want them to be waiting. 
and we have about 630,000 claims pending total. Wow. Um, yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. The good news is um, exams are flowing. We're moving them through the process. Um, so we have over 200,000 of those are what we call ready for decision. So basically it means we have all the evidence. The veterans have had their exams. We're just, you know, waiting to get our hands on the claims, make that final determination and either grant benefits, grant initial benefits, or um, if they're already receiving benefits, make the adjustment that we need to their claims. So all of that to say, um, on average, 150 claims. There's a, or 150 days uh, are what veterans are waiting now. There are a few things that you can do to make your claim go faster, okay. right? Um, one of those is we always um, recommend, if you have any questions, work with a VSO. Um, you know, if, if the, you know they're very um, adept at making sure that you have all the evidence that you need, how to submit a claim properly the first time, so we can, um, you know, move it through the the system a little quicker. Um, you can also, um, you know, make sure this is really important. We had a lot of veterans that, due to the pandemic, missed exams, weren't able to report for exams, didn't feel safe going to exams. Uh, so we're we're really we're actually proactively reaching out through an outbound call campaign to contact veterans who missed exams. We won't deny a claim because a veteran didn't go to an exam. We understand that there were limitations there. People didn't feel safe. Um, but we are contacting veterans and saying, are you now willing to report for your exam? And it's very important that if somebody gets that call, first know that it, it is the VA, not, you know, it's not a spam, it's not a, um, so we're, we're asking veterans if you will now report and get those exams scheduled. So we need that evidence to, to be able to move the claim through the process. So those are a couple of things that can certainly make uh, or help your claim move along, move along more quickly. Okay. William, one more time, can you repeat those numbers we, we talked about earlier, those, those hotline numbers so that veterans that need help and have or, in, or have a personal crisis, they can get um, some help and get someone to talk to? Absolutely, and that's the Veterans Crisis Line at 1-800-273-8255 and press 1. Or you can text the Veterans Crisis Line at 838 I think that's important to do because it is the end of the year, and, some, and for some, unfortunately, for some people, the holidays do bring about bad memories or they bring about, you know, just stress. So, do you see a, a change in and um, and what in your operations during the holidays? Do you see more people, you know, maybe dropping off or trying to get help? That's for Adam well, I would say that absolutely. I think that during the holiday season, there's a lot of need for mental health services. Veterans are looking to talk with individuals about their specific issues and concerns, and our veterans benefits processing is the gateway to those mental health services. One of the things, Sean, that I wanted to convey today is we hear from a lot of veterans, especially from World War II and Vietnam veterans, that they don't feel like they should they should access benefits because we should save those benefits for other veterans other people who may be more needy. We want to express to your listeners today that there are funds set aside for any veteran and every veteran who has a specific need and that they should never consider themselves not worthy of benefits and that someone else may be because 
Everyone is entitled to their benefits that they've earned in a manner that honors their service. And we want everyone, our World War II veterans, as you mentioned earlier in the show, that we just commemorated the 80th anniversary of Pearl Harbor. And what a spectacular commemoration that was. We want even our World War II veterans to know that it's never too late, that we're here to serve you. That's our whole purpose in existing here at the Department of Veterans Affairs. So please come to us. Adam gave you those great touch points. You can also access us at benefits.va.gov and file a claim. But I think Adam also pointed out something very important. Free advocacy through our veteran service organizations at the VA regional office will assist, especially veterans who have difficulty navigating all of the technology. Mm -hmm. We serve all veterans from all generations. So if you want to come to us with your paper and you never want to access this through the internet or through technology, we're here to help you. We're here to serve you. That's the only reason we exist. And we welcome you, and we will assist you in any way that we can. Mm-hmm. And Adam, so so William touched on a very really profound point. A lot of veterans don't access their benefits. So this, I was looking at one recently about uh, time in attendance or a veterans pension, where they said ninety seven percent of people that are eligible to get that benefit don't even even apply for it. Ninety seven percent of the people that, are, that should be that should have it. You know, money that you can get every month for being a veteran, people are not applying for it. Can you speak to that point? Yeah, and I think that's really important to highlight that those are some of our most in-need veterans that are receiving the, the, the pension benefits. Um, you know, just speaking for, for us here in Chicago, we do a lot of targeted outreach for the homeless population in that group of veterans. And, and again, we, we I was just looking at the homeless outreach calendar earlier and we are we are at locations three and four days a week um, all year, and that didn't stop. And that's what we need to do is make sure that we're getting out, that we're, um, you know, reaching those folks that are in those at-risk categories. Because let's face it, that's that's that low-income population in, is uh, are some of the folks that we really need to make sure that that we reach mm-hmm. and educate them. And making sure that we are being proactive and not just waiting from we have great we have great folks in the regional office that are there when veterans come to us, but we also try to make sure that we're going to them and that we're available. Um, we're we're also standing up some initiatives where we're in the medical centers, uh, providing information about our benefits at Jesse Brown, at Heinz, and at Lovell um, to start, and then also expanding to some of the smaller locations. And that's making sure that um, a veteran that's that's north of us up in Lovell, if they have VBA benefits questions and they can't get downtown to Chicago, that we have someone there that's you know ready and willing to educate on all types of benefits. So I think that's the step that we need to take um, is being proactive. And it's been a little challenging, obviously, in the last year and a half to get out and do a lot of in-person outreach. Um, but that's where we need to get back to to make sure that those uh, veterans are aware of their eligibility. And this is for both of you. William first. Um, so what can a veteran do to get information about on their own to try to get more information about what benefits are out there? Because it seems like one of the big problems is nobody knows even what benefits they're eligible for or what's even available to them. So then this yeah. seems to be a very confusing and a big, a big 
big, big ball of confusion as far as trying to find out, you know, what am I eligible for? What am I not eligible for? What would I have to be or do or say? So where can they find information and how can they empower themselves? Absolutely. That's a great question. And thank you for asking that, Sean. And I was thinking about that before we joined you here this, this afternoon. Veterans or their survivors, their family members or caregivers or advocates can go to benefits.va.gov forward slash benefits. And under the resources tab, there are fact sheets on all the benefits that are available to every veteran, every family member or dependent that could be eligible for benefits. And they're all right there. I think Adam pointed out an amazing resource for our veterans, and that's our veteran service organizations or our public contact professionals at the at the regional office who can help veterans navigate through the myriad of benefits that are available to them, and they are quite extensive. But again, it's benefits.va.gov forward slash benefits, and under the resources tab, there are a plethora of fact sheets that will walk them through what is available to them, how they can qualify for them, and how they can access those benefits. And Adam, can you add to that, but also go a little bit more into the veteran service organizations and how they can also help you find out information and navigate those fact sheets and resources and things like that? Right. I, I agree with everything that Will just said. The, the, um, the website is actually very intuitive. There's a lot of good information on there, and it's pretty easy to navigate once you get on the website and, and find what you're looking for. Um, I know we're beating this dead horse, but 100% come to the regional office or call the regional office because I have very knowledgeable people that are there waiting. Uh, They will help veterans file a claim on the spot um, and provide whatever um, information they need, answer whatever uh, questions they have. And then then certainly um, we also have the veteran service organizations right in the building, um, also very knowledgeable. Of course, the vast majority of them are veterans themselves and have gone through the process and they know what it's like to file a claim or they know what it's like to use education benefits or VRE where we um, assist veterans with their vocational goals. Uh, most of them have done it uh, and, and they're, they're very knowledgeable and willing to assist and um, that's our thing, right? We're, we're waiting for, we're, we're waiting and we're here and we're ready um, to assist as much as needed. So. It can definitely be a daunting process. Trust me, I look at some of the forms myself, mm-hmm. and I'm like, wow, that's a lot. And I can completely understand and sympathize while someone would look at these application forms and just, um, you know, find it pretty pretty daunting. But that's that's why we're here. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, always happy happy when people reach out to us for help. And you, and you say veteran source organizations also are very powerful in navigating and helping people fill out those applications. And because that's a lot of what the, uh, some of these organizations do, they focus on specific benefits. Some of them, some of them actually help you across the gamut. Some of them work with you guys in the VA. I mean, even on the VA website, there's a list of tons of veteran service organizations that you can connect with. You know, the disabled veterans of America, tons of them. I mean, all, there are all kinds of people out there. So, in the future, what do you see um, happening? Do you see um, do you see a progress being made as far as veterans? getting more savvy about what they're entitled to? And that's for uh, William. Yes, of course. And thanks for that question, Sean. I will tell you that over the last three years, the VA has invested heavily in transition assistance and working with the Department of Defense to ensure that 
that service members are mandated to go through an extensive transition assistance program within six months of discharge, which is unlike when I discharged from the military back in 1995. I didn't access my benefits until seven years after Hmm. I left the service. Today, it's just in time, and their records are transmitted to the VA automatically upon discharge. I had to take my records. I'm glad I didn't lose them. Many veterans do and misplace them, unfortunately, and it takes a long time to find them. We've gotten so much better at that, Sean, than we were just five or six years ago. So that's good news, but Mm -hmm. that's not good news for veterans who discharged beforehand. And so we're here to help them. We have the duty to assist them, and we work with them to identify the records that are needed to process their claims and get that information for them. But we do look forward to the future where automation and the use of technology really assists us in quickly and efficiently processing claims because we have veterans information. We're able to get those into our systems and make decisions on claims very quickly unlike we were able to in the past. Now, Will, you said that you waited seven years before you actually applied for your benefits. What made you wait so long in your case? For me, it was a lack of knowledge about what was available to me. Mm -hmm. I had a two-day session in San Diego. I was med boarded out of the Navy in 1995. They put me in a class for two days. My head was spinning. I didn't realize I was getting out of the military, and Mm -hmm. I was my mind was focused on what am I going to do post-discharge, and so I didn't have that focus or recollection or memory of what was happening. My spouse at the time wasn't with me in those sessions. Mm. If she were, she would have been more focused on what we could do or what needed to be done, so there were just a lot of things. And one of the things that's happening now, Sean, that's really, really exciting is that Today, when you leave the military at 30, 90, and 120 days, I think, or 180 days, we're actually calling veterans and reminding them of their benefits and checking in, how can we assist you? How can we help you apply for benefits? Reminding you. And I would have loved that when I got out of the military because after I got out about 30, 90 days out, I would have been more settled and a, a VA representative would have called me and said, hey, you know you have entitlement to compensation, health care, veteran readiness and employment, employment, home loans, education, insurance, and so forth. So that program is called Solid Start, and it's a really exciting program, and I think it's revolutionary in terms of making sure we stay connected with veterans once they've discharged from the military. So I think we've fixed the problem largely, but there are more veterans who are not in that category than we have now. So we still need to focus on those other generations of veterans who didn't have those solid transition assistance programs that are not eligible for Solid Start. And that's what we do in our outreach programs that Adam runs and oversees at the regional office. Now, Adam, this is a question I think would be, I think it's really important to ask, and I think it's something that a lot of guys don't and women don't think about. Well, first of all, there's a lot of benefits out there for spouses and, and, and children of veterans. Is that correct? 
Right, 100%. Um, you know, just, just as some examples, there's certainly for, for uh, someone who served, there's dependency benefits, so uh, your spouse could be eligible. You need to be service-connected at a 30% level um, in order for your, your dependents to have uh, eligibility to, they're basically added to your board. Um, there's certainly, uh, we call it DIC, dependency and indemnity com compensation. That's if someone uh, passes away from service-connected conditions and then their dependents, their remaining dependents can be eligible um, to sort of take over the benefits that they were receiving. So again, um, there are, and it, it all comes back to awareness. And, and Will and I were, we were on the same page because I was looking up solid, solid start as, as he was talking about it. And um, it's, it's 90, 100, and 365 days. Those are the, the, the um, intervals at which you're contacted when you, when you uh, exit service. And, you know, we're reaching those folks. But like Will said, we have to reach back um, for, you know, our, our older generations as well. So um, it all comes back to awareness and availability of resources and us doing our part for the outreach as well. Personally, do you ever see a day um, in America where one day veterans automatically just get all the stuff they're entitled to as soon as they discharge out of the military? Yes, I do, Sean. And it'll be many, many, many days from now, but we have so many initiatives going on within the Department of Veterans Affairs to automate our claims processing to ensure that we use technology to advance the expedition of claims. And so there are many initiatives ongoing. We see that as the wave of the future. There's always going to be a need for our employees and their great understanding of the claims process to work in that process. But there are many different types of claims that could be automated and quickly granted without any human intervention. And I know we're running a little short of time but I want to put a plug in for the Chicago Regional Office. We are hiring. We have the Gulf War Toxic Exposure Initiative. We're hiring about 42 new employees to support the claims processing for chronic asthma, sinusitis, and rhinitis, the new presumptives for toxic exposure. And we believe we'll be hiring more. So you can go on. You can go on usajobs.opm.gov and look for jobs at the Chicago Regional Office. If you are a veteran or anyone else listening who might be interested and qualified for those positions, we'd love to have you join our team. Thank you guys for being with us. This is America's Heroes Group. Keep up the good work, and we'll see you next Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.